it was a very powerful prayer meeting in church. It was the end of month, and in church, we usually would have once a month prayer meeting. And this one, Tola was really bent. She wanted God to hear her. She needed God's intervention like yesterday. Her world was stumbling. She had no idea how to stop it. During the prayers, Tola had her face cupped in her hands, hot tears, having a free course, snot adding color to the whole situation. She did not even notice that other parishioners were in sight. Instead, she focused on getting heaven's attention. Her plea. They had to answer her. They just had to answer her. There was no plan B in this situation. And after what looked like an eternity in that posture, more like she was just tired of crying. She, there were more, no more tears were rolling. She got up and made to go home. And she took a few steps in the direction of this door. Amina accosted her. Who do you think you are? always carrying on like you own the whole world. To say she was shocked what to the bones will be putting it madly. Who is this lady? And why is she attacking me? Still trying to make sense of the ensuing drama, taller thoughts were interrupted. Am I not talking to you? Do you see what I'm saying? I'm in front of her and she still ignores me. Convinced that there must be a mental issue, she gently answered, Lady, I don't know you. Neither do I know what you're talking about. I don't even know never seen you in this church before how will you know me are you not better than the rest of us only god knows what you will do if you are the president's wife hello my dear friend this is Anne ajadi with dear Anne, and this is the walk with me series we're in the season of lent where we're introspecting we're reflecting and we are challenging ourselves to do better to be better and to please god to aim at pleasing god and so today we're going to be looking at when you eventually set out to do God's will in your life and it is still not enough. There will be people around you, the Sambalat and Tobias of this world, who challenge your authority, who wonder why you're doing what you're doing, who query your motives and all of that. My dear friend, if that describes you, I just need you to know that you are in very good company. They did it to Jesus. They will do it to you. Hear what it says in Mark chapter 6 verses 2 and 3. It says, When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things? They asked. What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he's performing? Isn't he the carpenters? Isn't Mary's son and brother to James and Joseph and Judas and Simon and his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. There will be people who will be offended because you dared to rise up, to take up your calling, to pick up your cross and run with it. Matthew chapter 21 verse 23 records Jesus entered the temple courts and while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things? They asked. Who gave you this authority? They would they asked Jesus, so they would ask him. It's more like who sent you? 
Who is your father? Who is your godfather? Who is it? There will be people around you who will talk as though they were consultants to God or God had to take their permission before he would send someone on errand. Like Amina that accosted Tola in the Bible, in the church after prayer meeting, who would have thought that people went to pray and through the prayer you did not get a touch of the Spirit? You harbored an offense to the point that you were waiting till after prayer meeting, prayer meeting of all meetings, to accost somebody. Why? Because you felt threatened by their presence. Tola Amina continues and says to Tola, you talk as though they consulted you before writing the Bible. Am I the only one in church? Why do you always use me as an example when you hold the microphone? You, you know that scenario when the pastor is talking or whoever is holding the microphone is talking and they are moved by the Spirit of God and whatever they are saying looks as if they are they were in your house just yesterday and they were eavesdropping in on your conversation. How is that anybody's fault? And how is that reason for you to hold an offense? The truth, there is nothing new under the sun. Like I said before, they did it to Jesus. The people who should know the custodians of history purportedly waiting for the coming of the Messiah. They had the brief. They did not recognize the life. They had the shell, but the meat was missing. They were sure they knew Jesus' pedigree. And by their reckoning, he should not be able to wield such authority. How can a carpenter's son be talking so knowledgeably when they who were trained don't know half what he knows? Did you notice that every time opposition comes in your life, their modus operandi is to cut you down, not increase you? They just need to reduce you. Almost as if, who do you think you are? We must cut you to size. Some people don't like you. Some people will not like your very essence because you show them up by just being you. So, their job is to discredit your existence, make nonsense of your purpose, and the reason is simple. You expose them. Every time you stand up, their inadequacies take center stage. They dig holes in your ideology without preferring any of theirs. It's usually a case of they're heading nowhere, so they will stand in your way. So if I won't go, you too, you won't go. So now we have talked about the problem. So what about the solution? What are we supposed to do when this is the story of our lives? What are we supposed to do when we're just living our lives? We're just trying to please God the best way we know how to. And yet some people will just not let us be. What should we do? The answer is simple. Go the way of Jesus. Instead of Jesus arguing with people, wasting time, he maintained his, his stance. He set the record straight, referred them to the same scripture that they often quoted. Do you know that the answers, every answer you need is embedded in the word of God? So what that means is that you should have a good grasp of the Bible, of God's word, so that when people challenge you, you can respond to them with the same word that they're challenging you with. 
They knew Jesus. They knew who he was. They claimed to be custodians of the word of God. They were the ones in charge of the Torah or, or and yet Jesus was sitting in their midst and they did not recognize him. Jesus was saying things that their very scriptures told them that he would be saying and doing and yet they, do, they did not want to countenance him. Hey, just relax. When that describes you, that a couple of things I would like for you to arm yourself with when that is your issue. Number one, never apologize for God's gift in your life. You didn't give yourself, you didn't ask for it, you didn't work for it. It was a free gift. Own it. God gave you and it was given to you by grace. Embrace the grace of God on your life and deploy it as and when necessary. God's authority in your life is bestowed. You did not snatch it from anybody. And the fact that you have been graced does not mean that the person who is questioning your authority does not have their own authority. They have their own sphere of influence. If only they would fan their own fire to flame, they will stop looking at your fire and stop beefing you. After all, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus and Jesus in turn gave it to us. This is found in Matthew chapter 28 verse 18. Number two, I understand that the grouse that people may have may have nothing to do with you, but everything to do with how you made them feel. And how you made them feel, you have no control over anybody's feeling. You don't have control. It is not your fault that your being is making someone feelings somehow. If you can help it, help it. But if it is something that you cannot help, I want to say to yourself, don't beat yourself about it. Just live your life. Admit that the only person that you have control over is yourself. Don't try to control other people. Don't try to make them feel good about you. It is not in your powers to do so. And know it now. No matter how good you are, if they will not be satisfied, they still will not be satisfied. Do not let yourself be dragged into any argument that do not does not lead anybody anywhere. Any argument that feeds the ego, let that not be you. Don't be drawn into any such argument. And there is no denying that Jesus embodied power and authority. And if you are his child, you would also have power and authority in areas of life. No one could talk like Jesus did. No one could perform miracles like he did. No one could do the wonders that characterize his ministry. And the Bible says that you and I would do greater works. So look forward to doing greater works than Jesus did. And when God uses you, please, you do not owe anybody any explanation. After all, you are deploying the gift, the free gift of God upon your life. Do it with grace and dignity and do it with a lot of humility. My dear friend, if you do your job well, the world around you will testify to God's manifest presence and power in your life. Your job is to make God look good in this world. Your job is to shine your light so that men will see your good works and praise your father who is in heaven. Your job is to lift up Jesus so that 
all men can be drawn to him. Your job is not to engage yourself in any argument. And as we walk through this season of Lent, reflect, are you doing a good job of it? And if you are not, how about you course correct, recalibrate and pick up where you stopped and start to run again. This race is a marathon. There is not yet uhuru. It's not yet freedom. Continue to run so that you would obtain the prize. Know this. Jesus is waiting for you on the other side. He's waiting to tell you, welcome, well done, good and faithful servant. And if you must collect that greeting, then you have to put the work in now that you are on earth. For now, I want to say to you, I love you, but God loves you more. How about you go up, go to town and make someone see the wonders of God through you today. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye.